Hello and welcome back to another episode of Drama School Dropout. This week it's episode 104 and as per usual my name is Ingram Noble and I am your resident Drama School Dropout. And this week I am joined by the absolutely sensational Julian Moore Cook. Drama School Dropout No graduation day for you Drama School Dropout Welcome to the podcast. How are we? I'm very good. Thank you for having me. Ingram. Oh, thank you Great so much you. for coming on and doing it. Genuinely, I was I was very excited when I got the email back. Oh, great. That's good to hear. Somebody said to me not long ago, they were like, there's like no method to your madness of like who you have on the podcast. And they were like, yeah. how do you like decide? And I said, first up I don't decide they do <laughs> like yeah <laughs> fully balls out of my court that email goes off but I said like also they were like it's a lot of the same sort of tv shows or and I was like because I only ask actors that I like and yeah have watched their stuff because it would be a very hard to navigate conversation if I'm like yes oh you were on Sons of Anarchy tell me everything <laughs> about it because I know nothing yeah you're doing your due diligence I'm just like I'm just going to talk to people like that I want to talk to about things that like they've been in that I've enjoyed. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's great that you can do it. You're just like, you know what? I want to talk to that person and you know, then they say no. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of no's just like being an actor. A lot of no's before you get the yes. You you wouldn't, you genuinely wouldn't believe it. Yeah. But like, it it is nice to think like Leonardo DiCaprio knows who I am. Oh, of course. Yeah. He's got the invite. Like, they said no like yeah, whether it goes <laughs> whether it got to leonardo like leo's agent knows who i am do you know what yeah, i mean exactly that's one of the things when you get the no you just think you'll be back leo you'll be back you'll be begging to get on but what i do want to ask is because we're in this sort of very weird space because it's like we're not in a pandemic but we're also yeah. in a pandemic and yeah. being an actor it's like i can't get covered because i've got six auditions next week How's life? Yeah, I mean, life life is great. You know, it's it's great to be alive. And uh, funny, you're saying about uh, COVID there. I, I was just doing a play at the Orange Tree Theatre. And, um, you know, of course, like it, there was COVID. It felt like it, the, the the things were increasing again. And there was, you know, the cast in the other other, other uh, show, they, they, they had a COVID case and we were thinking it's coming, you know, it's like someone's going to get it eventually. And then, yeah, sure enough, on the day that we did the rehearsal for their recorded version to do a live stream, I got COVID. I, wow. I, I, I know it was, it was, you know, it was such bad luck. I felt so bad. When you get COVID, the weird thing is, is you, you feel guilty. Like you, you feel like, oh, I, I've somehow brought this upon yeah. everyone. And so we had to shut the show down for five days while I, I continued to test. And luckily they were able to put out the rehearsal we did of that live stream. So we didn't do the live stream performance, which a lot of people are going for now. You know, like with, with COVID, people want to just watch the, the show at, at home because they feel safer. I don't. You, no, I, I can't. I mean, watching it on a screen is just not the same thing. It's like... No. You know, why even try? I, it, it upsets me when I try and do that. It was you know? the one thing that I just actively avoided throughout lockdown. Yeah. Like, my mates were like, we're doing a virtual screening of The Cherry Orchard. I can't remember what yeah. play it was. And I was like, no. I know. Because it can be really good. I mean, like, you know, they, they, they can do But for me, I, it's just that magic of being in the room with... Yeah. Because I feel like theatre as well is like, it, you read the reviews or whatever, and you say, this is a good show, but every night is different, you know? 
and you... it was also so it made it so much more special when we got to go back. Yeah, like it added to the magic, if if that makes sense. Oh yeah, I know. I and know. it was like like obviously being in Glasgow, I've been back and forth to the fringe a lot mm. this month, and I'm just like like even some of the shit things that I've seen. Yeah, I'm still like I'm so happy to be back, it's... and obviously yeah. last year the fringe was on such a like a cut down rate is because there was yeah. still like tra- international travel restrictions and stuff so it was actually quite nice last yeah. year the fringe it wasn't yeah, was mobbed it? It was but quiet but it felt good being back to normal this year and it was yeah. like it was like there was just a magic there's an well, nice. well i don't say magic i i just call it like an electricity yeah no it it's, does it does feel like magic you know i think yeah. we forget as as people who are in the theater you know we forget that actually when you're sat on those stalls and you see the people come on you, you see the character come on stage and you know and, and you're just completely wrapped up in that story and i think when we go backstage and we've worked in theaters so much the magic yeah. kind of in some ways can can yeah. disappear or change but it mm. definitely and that you're right when when i came back to the theater i felt like wow someone stood in front of me saying we're you know what i mean i was like <laughs> blown away i'm glad the fringe was nice so you've been going there i went to see well i've seen three shows while i was there one was a comedian i can't remember yeah. his name i'll i'll in post i'll put it in i've got yeah. a flyer in my kitchen <laughs> the comedian's name was billy kirkwood then um i went to see a play called delayed which had my friend in it josh knowles yeah, yeah. And yeah, it was really good. And then I went to see a friend of the podcast, Sean Connor in Ode mm-hmm. to Joy, which is oh, yeah. mental. That was an yeah. experience. It's a wow, show yeah. all about gay kinky sex. Oh, well, nice. Yeah. And I was like, I came out of it and I was like, I don't really know what to think. <laughs> like the acting was spectacular. Don't get me wrong. But I was like, that was just mad. Yeah. Where has that left me? Am I turned yeah. on? Am I not? What's going on? I was like, I think I need to go home. <laughs> Yeah, the night was finished for you. Yeah, have you seen anything recently? Recently, I'm trying to think what I've seen. Um, I saw um, at the Royal Court, the last show, That Is Not Who I Am. Um, It was kind of about, it it was at the Royal Court. It kind of had a bit of buzz around it because it had um, this mysterious writer, David Davis. Mm. Um, That was their whole thing. And it was about like misinformation and things like that. And it was good. Um, I enjoyed it. The dialogue was fantastic. And the two actors were great. You know, it was a three-hander. Um, well, forehander really, but uh, you know, someone else comes on right at the end. But um, it, it, was, it was lovely. I'm trying to think what else I've seen. When you're doing a play, you, you, it's it's annoying because you stop, you know, seeing yeah. theater. Um, yeah, uh, I found as well right now because of the fringe, there's nothing mm-hmm. else going on anywhere. Oh, and yeah. I I oh, hate yeah. Edinburgh. Do you? Like, I'm the not city. afraid to say it. Yeah, I hate Edinburgh. So, big. like, I went to uni there and dropped out and just didn't have the best experience. So already that, but it's mm. built on a hill and I'm fat. Yeah. There's like, there's calories. You're like no exercise. Like it's all uphill. And I'm just yeah. like, nah, can't be bothered. Yeah. And know. also you need to live at the top. You need to live yeah. at the top of the hill. And then that's, you know, but then you have to go back up it every time you need to go. <laughs> Funny story. The next 45 seconds for legal reasons, I can't include in the episode, but where we left off at the part that I have to cut, I think is really important. And what Julian said is really great. So I'm going to leave it in. But just so everyone's aware, I had to cut a little bit for legal reasons. So we're going to jump back into the conversation at a pretty odd point. I hope that's okay. Yeah, yeah, you're used to it. I think that's, it's funny you say that. Yeah, I think like that's, 
kind of the lesson to, to get that lesson early is so vital, uh, so useful. You know, I, mm. I remember when I was at drama school, there's people who left the year and at the end of the whole thing, and they they had they came out to great success. You know, they're doing plays, they're doing TV stuff, and it was wonderful for them. But then I found and I found that and and that was my point where I was really struggling. I had I couldn't get a job, I couldn't book an audition. You know, and things didn't be going to seem seem to go my way. But then later, those people they. The acting industry, you know, is fickle. There's times where you have lots of work and then there's times where you just don't. That's just the way it can work. And I think that the people who had the better time coming out, they had to learn that lesson a bit later. Like, you know, yeah. you've got to be tough to be an actor. You've got to, you know, have persistence and mm. and experiences like the one you had there, you know, that's what can can create it for you. Because you think, well, I've, I've got through that, so I can definitely get through this one. Yeah, and it's, it's like you say there, like so many of my friends, like from my first college class, which is like, not your A levels, but not a degree. It's like somewhere in the middle. And I think there's only three of us out of like set 28 or something that yeah. are still like in the industry. And I look at so many people who I'm like, you're a much better actor than me, but couldn't yeah. hack the lifestyle. Yeah. Um, and I think that's where sort of people are like you actors have got it so easy. And I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah we, we, we really do. Like yeah. this cost of living crisis, <laughs> loving it. It's it's so true. They, they, I'm here. I'm actually in Canada at the moment, um, and I'm staying with my grandfather. And like, he's just a you know, he's always been like a working kind of handyman. He, he worked in a chemical plant here, and like this whole house, you know, he's put it together, built it. He's just a real handsy kind of guy. Yeah, he just thinks that me an actor, I don't do any work. You know, I'll sit, I'll be here in the morning reading plays and you're like, you're not done any work yet. You know, and it's like, I and you're like, this is hard work. I promise you. you know? <laughs> Whereabouts uh, in Canada are you? I, I'm in a place called Sarnia. Uh, so I was actually born here. Um, and then my oh, mother- you lucky bastard. You think? Oh, it's... you can escape Boris though. I mean, we're all escaping Boris, but like- I can't, no, I can escape. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've always, that, that's kind of relaxed me. Um, you know, for the past few years, but I can escape at any moment. I've got the the Irish one I can get as well. So um, <laughs> it's just like not British. Yeah, I can get out any way I need to. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's 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 lovely here. I mean, I I kind of grew up here, but I didn't I didn't I hadn't been here in so many years. I've been over in Ireland and then London, and you know, with acting, you can kind of get the blinkers on and just be yeah. pursuing this kind of. And all of thing. a sudden, it's five years later. Yeah, you look up and you're like, oh my gosh, time has passed and I haven't done all these other things that I wanted to do. Mm. I've got family in Vancouver. I'm dying to come over. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, you should go. I've never been to Vancouver. And my thing is, I'm I'm such a, like, I, I hate saying this, I'm such an LA wanker. Mm. Like, I went to LA when I was 19 for 10 days and yeah. fell in love with the place. Did you? Oh, it's yeah. so nice to hear, you know. And everybody else is like, why? I know, everyone is like that. I love been, it. But I, yeah. Oh, that's great. I feel like I would love it when people talk. When I see it, I'm like, I think I would love that place. But it's just like, I don't know what it was for me. I just felt like I was home. Yeah, that's great. And it was like, and like all my friends are like, we're going to book a holiday. Do you want to come? And I'm like, no, I'm saving up to go back to LA. Yes, my mom's like, we're going to go to New York for my for your sister's 21st. I'm like, nope. Really? You loved it that much? That's, that's so good. Because usually people, I feel like it's like a cool thing to act like you don't like LA. You know what I mean? Like, no, I love it. it. Yeah. I also feel like I didn't see everything that I wanted to see in 10 days. Because oh, two of those days are like airport days. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. you're jet lagged and stuff. And the, the only place you see is the inside of a 7-Eleven. Yeah, exactly. But like, 
But I do want to talk to you more, like more on acting now. Um, how did you get into acting and what was your first ever role? And we don't need like a professional role. Or if you want to flex, you can. Yeah, I mean, acting, I mean, I, I always, it's funny. I always remember well, from being a kid, I always wanted to be an actor, you know? And like, I remember we'd go, my mum used to take me to movies all the time. Um, mm. So it's her fault. And she would take me. And we would go and sometimes we'd bring my cousin as well and he would come with us. And I remember after whatever movie we watched, say we watched like, um, you know, a police movie, my cousin wanted to be a policeman. But I always remember knowing that I wanted to be the person who, who acted. Like, I, you know, I got why he yeah. wanted to do it. It was pretty cool, but I was like, I want to act. And funny enough, the movie that sealed the deal was probably Mission Impossible 2. Um, I don't know, I, you know, I just remember I went to that movie when I was a kid and I just was blown away and I just loved at that point, I was like, acting's amazing, you know, mm. like um, film. I, I was in love with it all. And my first role was probably um, Wise Man in The Nativity. Um, we love a Nativity that. story. Oh, yeah, exactly. A classic tale, you know what I mean? Crowd pleaser. <laughs> and, you know, I brought the, the frankincense, you know what I mean? I did the job. It was a simple objective. I brought the frankincense, I put it down, and I left, and it seemed to be a good, good success. Hit those beats and obstacles, all of them. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> obviously you're saying about Mission Impossible being like the cornerstone of you being like, no, this is what I want to do. Was yeah. there a point where you were kind of like, no, I, I want to be an actor? Like, because obviously you don't just wake up one day and be like, I'm going to drama school. Was no, there yeah, a turning yeah. point where you were like, no, this is the path that I'm going down? That's a very good question. Um, because that does, this, there, that's a definite moment as, as well as mm-hmm. the time like where it's, it's committed to a degree. And actually it's funny because I, I did feel like that as a kid. And then we moved to Ireland and I grew up there for a bit and I went to this school and the school was very academically focused. You know, they, you know, it was get the good grades, get into one of the best unis and, and have a career. It was, it was completely like that. Yeah. And I fell into that. I, I kind of got, I, I always loved science, you know, for, for A-levels, I did uh, biology, chemistry, physics, and drama, you know? And um, so in that distraction, I kind of thought, well, yeah, maybe. It's not that I said, no, I'm not going to be an actor. It's just that the tracks that that school led me, they were yeah. like, this is the track you go on. So I went on that track. And then all of a sudden, I was interested in things like medicine or, you know, science or physics. I, I wanted to maybe do engineering, something like that. And I was still doing drama. I was still doing the A-level drama. Mm. You know, I loved it. I was the only boy in our school that did drama. Um, yeah, you know, it is so funny, you know what I mean? Like, and, and I, and I just, I was just blown away, but I just loved it. And my drama teacher was like, look, you can, you know, you can pursue this. And she was the one who laid out the path. I think people need paths to mm. see where they're going. You know, she was the one who said, look, you, what you do, if you want to be an actor, you need to apply to drama schools. You'll need to do two speeches. She knew, and it's like, oh, oh, that's a thing I can actually do. And that kind of legitimized it for me. And I, yeah. I actually remember I came back to my mom. And I said, mom, I am going to be an actor, you know, and she's always supported me. But that day, because she'd been hearing me going, I want to be a doctor. I want to be a doctor. And then all of a sudden her son came over and was like, yeah, actually, I do want to be an actor. And she was just like, what? What have you done? Yeah. Um, but it was the best thing ever, you know, and she was the one who really led me. Miss McGill. That's so funny that we have very similar stories yeah. that I couldn't be completely opposite if they tried. Really? So basically... I knew right from the beginning of secondary school that I wanted to do, I either wanted to be an author or I wanted to be an actor, which kind of has happened. I write plays. Um, And I remember doing like the school musicals and stuff. And my science teacher took particular umbrage with the fact that like, 
it'd be like, oh, they're in an all-day rehearsal, so they're going to miss your lesson. Yeah. And I remember, like, she, our leavers day was like a month before we actually left. It was like your last day before your exams start. Yeah. And she wrote in my leavers book, I hope that you learn to manage your time better in school. Oh, my gosh. And I was like, fuck you. Fuck yeah. science. Like, yeah. I'm not doing this anymore. Then she tried to have me taken out of drama to do extra science. And oh. I was like, makes no sense. I'm never going to use science. I actually yeah. want to be an actor. And out of spite, I didn't open any of my GCSE science exam papers. Did you? Wow. I was like, you're going to fuck me up. Yeah. He is a statistic for your bring your, bring your average down. Yeah. yeah. And it was, it's out of spite that I'm an actor. Yeah. Because I was I like, mean, a lot fuck of people you. Are. I was like, fuck you. Fuck yeah. your advice. Yeah. And like, I can sort of understand where she was trying to come from. She was like, yeah. un, unstable industry. Like, yeah. at least get your GCSEs. But it was yeah. just the way she went about it. I was like, nah. I know. You 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 wanted to rebel. Mm. And it was it's when funny, she wrote like, that in my book, I was like, yeah. yeah, I'll show you balancing my time. Oh yeah. I I mean, like that's that's a great motivator, isn't it? You know, yeah. when someone sort of tells you, I mean, there's certain psychologies that but if someone tells you you can't do it, it's like, okay, well then that's exactly mm. what I'm going to do. And I um, remember just seeing her face when I walked out of that like last the first time when she saw me not opening it, she was fuming. Like, she was in the room. She yeah. Was in there. Oh. And it wasn't like you could just get up and leave. Like I sat there, arms crossed. Yeah. The entire hour. Yeah. Didn't, and somebody come around and went, do you not even want to try it? And I went, I can do this, but I'm not. Wow. Were you a troublemaker? No, like far, <laughs> f- like far from it. Like I was actually like, I was a prefect. I was yeah. up for head boy. Like yeah. I was actually like possibly one of the best behaved students in the school but there was just something about it that rubbed me the wrong and I was like fuck this I get it I mean it's funny like what you said you know it's like she doesn't take what your pursuit of I mean is serious that like no you can't be in a rehearsal for a play over over a science you know what I mean over my science lesson it's like people kind of downgrade what you're doing as an artist and it's like no this is really important Um, and I was also like I grew up in the northeast so I went to school just outside of Sunderland and I was like like I've always been heavily inspired by like Billy Elliot, like working class family, that sort of thing. And I sort of just blew up one day in a meeting with like the head teacher. This was when they were trying to move me. And I was like, do you not understand that? Like, and I wish that I knew what I knew now to go back and articulate all my points better. I was like, yeah. this is my future. And I yeah. was like, this is what I, I was like. I know I'm never going to like, I never have the interest or possibly the intelligence or the skill to have a job that needs me to understand the periodic table. Yeah. Like personally, I know that like I'm intelligent in avenues in which I have studied and what I'm interested in the atomic number of potassium. Yeah. Could be anything for all I know, but I wish now I'd have been back and like, do you understand that from drama, it's not just fucking about as one teacher put it once it's communication skills presentation skills you learn like just social skills and i'm like and you want to take all of that away from me like i was like the only really thing that i enjoy and my drama teacher was 
fucking brilliant miss hall she's not called that anymore she's got uh yeah she's got uh she's she's married now but she was so good but yeah like so it's it's funny that science is on both of our paths but in such different directions i know yeah i know teacher must have believed in you then as well right like i think it was just like i've never ever claimed to be the best actor in the world Mm-hmm. never i've never claimed that i've never said that i'm better than that, but i possibly might love it the most in the world oh yeah that's a great that's a great way of looking at it yeah. and there are great actors out there who don't like it anymore and i'm just like uh-huh. like my blinders are on of like I, this is what i love this is what i do yeah and there's nobody that can bring that to the table apart from me yeah so that's always been i've never been like i'm the best but I possibly yeah, might yeah. love it more than everyone else. And I'd thrive yeah, off of it. Yeah. But oh, talking yeah. about drama school and things, you went to yeah. East 15. I did, yeah. Which is a bit of a mental school. It's a mad school, yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, it's it's got such a um, reputation about it, you know? Yeah. You mention it, go, is that where everyone gets naked? <laughs> <laughs> I might turn off if it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, one of my favourite things in the world are funny or crazy drama school stories because shit goes down behind those doors that nobody ever believes. Yeah. Like everybody's got that one story. Do you have that story? It's funny when you, the the first thing that popped in my head was um, there are so many crazy stories there and I'm sure more will come up. The one that's come to my head now is a guy in my year, we were all sitting out. I mean, I'm sure you noticed this with your, your, it's like you, you become very close to the people you're working with because Acting is obviously like you're doing plays, you're talking about yourself. <laughs> well, some of them, if they're open, you know, like, um, and, you know, we're all good friends. We're all sitting around having a, a drink in the uh, evening after school and we're sitting there and people are doing impressions of teachers. And uh, one, one, one of the guys, Seamus, he, he starts doing an impression of uh, our teacher, Bobby, who's like one of the head teachers of the first year, really funny guy, Scottish guy, a lot older, brilliant actor, you know, brilliant teacher. And he's just saying the most, he's doing an impression of him and just saying and doing the most graphic things you could ever imagine someone doing. And we, and as he's doing this, Bobby comes behind him, right? And, and listens in. And so we all start laughing like hilariously. And you can see, and this is a typical actor, you can see on Seamus's face that he thinks, oh, I've got them now, I'm gonna keep yeah. going. So he becomes more graphic and more like disgusting. Oh. And we, we only laugh even more and more until the finger lands on Seamus's shoulder and Seamus's head turns back to look at Bobby. And I swear, he just looks at Bobby. And by the time he turned it back to the rest of us, it was beat red. You know, I never saw someone get that red as, as quick as possible. Wow. Another thing that I do like to ask, just because my both my stints at drama school were very much long lessons to learn. Mm-hmm. That's how I describe yeah. them now. What was the biggest lesson that you learned at drama school? Um, wow. Such good questions here. The <laughs> biggest lesson that I learned at drama school, I mean, there are so many and they become apparent like years later, you go, oh, that's what I was learning. But I should have paid attention in that voice class. Yeah. Um, oh, that's what they're trying to tell me. No, I, I think the biggest lesson I learned from drama school was to um, invoke a love for stories and for it in, in yourself. I think that's the only yeah. thing, like we said earlier, that's the only thing that, because through all that time, you know, it, drama school gets hard for a lot of people and things like that, but I just loved it. And, and the more I did it, the more I became in love with it. And the more I became in love with it, the more 
um, I, it, it was the only thing I could do. You know what I mean? Like, um, and I, I feel like drama school and Eastwood team did a very good job at sparking that love for me. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, because I think a lot of people get there and they don't really know what being an actor entails and things like that. And people, like you said before, they do realize actually this lifestyle or this isn't, this isn't what I thought it was. I'm, I'm at, yeah. um, so yeah, there were so many lessons I learned at, at drama school. Some not even to do with acting at all, just life in general. But, oh, 100%. You know, you're, you're meeting new people for the very first time and and they're all such big personalities. Do you know what I mean? If you think about like yourself and myself, we're, like, we're the only boys in our school who do drama. That's gonna, that's that's a big personality right there, yeah. right? You know what I mean? In that, in that group. And then you, all, however many 30 of these people that are like this come together. Um, you learn a lot. The sold-out five-star play is returning to Webster's Theatre. This is where we get off by Ingram Noble and Heather Spiden follows the Moffat family through some of the most difficult days of their lives. Yvonne is seven months pregnant, her husband Philip is constantly disappearing and leaving dodgy phone bills behind, their 18-year-old son Lip is debating joining the army and trying to navigate his love life, and their dog-breeding, sex-toy-selling neighbour Rhonda is still doing her weekly shop in their kitchen. How will they cope with the unexpected arrival of an estranged family member? Make sure to get your tickets from the link in the show notes below to see This Is Where We Get Off at the Webster's Theatre on the 11th of February, 2023. But the game is called Stage Right or Stage Shite. It's my favourite okay. thing in the world. It's three okay. stories. Two of them are the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, and have been submitted by listeners. Okay. One of them is a big fat lie that's made up by our producer, Heather. And it's okay. our job okay. to find out which one is Stage Shite. And do you know what? I read these earlier. They're fucking great. Amazing. So anybody that's like writing the sitcom, yeah. pay attention. This is it. <laughs> Number one, me and my boyfriend moved in together during our final year of drama school. And when we split up and him and his new boyfriend moved in together and both got jobs on the same West End show, I log into the app that controls the heating and I turn it up full blast whenever they're at work. I hope it costs them a fortune. Hashtag petty bitch. Yeah. It Number does two. now. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Number two, I went for an audition and the casting director said, lovely to meet you. I was trying to say, lovely to meet you too, but it came out as, love you too. Yeah. Number three, I was playing Peter Pan and I was harnessed up for flying and we did the first flight of the show and one of the wires snapped and I was violently swung around on stage on my side until the tech guy came and saved me. Oh no. Wow. I hope that one's not the real one. That oh one. no, I hope that's true. Uh, yeah just, uh, just imagine somebody just but i don't know i hope the peter pan one's true just because i'd love to see it i feel like the peter pan one is is true that i mean oh, number one i, like I would have heard about that right like i feel like if that happened i would have heard about it in the industry that's surely just there'd so be good. a video that would just circulate twitter yeah definitely someone would you'd surely get your camera right and be like Look at this. <laughs> so that could be that could be the one I, what was what was the other one? There was the so the couple that got together. They were turning the heating up, which I love. Yeah, I hope I that see. one's true. Yeah, I and then the some. the love you too, which I mean that's happened many yeah, a time. Oh, yeah, who yeah. hasn't called a teacher mum or yeah, exactly like, yeah, called a director dad? Yeah, <laughs> I've, I've never done that. No, I have. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think I'm like the the obvious one to me seems to be three. Because like the other Three two is like, the line. Yeah, because like somebody is controlling their ex's heating, and I love it. 
Yeah. And everybody's done the whole love you thing. Oh, uh, yeah, that one's, yeah. Uh, let's go for three. Number three. Yeah. That's what that's what I'm thinking. I never get them right. <laughs> Number two. What? That's not true. We got baited. It, it is true. But, like, in the not sense of this. this yeah, not in this game. No, yeah, it's well. true. So those other things are so that so the yeah. Peter Pan one did happen, right? Heather, if you're listening, you should be listening to this. It's your job. Email them back. We need proof. Fine. Yeah, we need, we need like more. a video of some kind. Yeah. I mean, I want to know if they tried to stay in character. Did they keep? You know what I mean? Like <laughs> you can fly. Oh, flying so funny today. <laughs> uh, you know, or did they just full break character, top of the audience? Yeah, me too. That, that's what yeah, I want to know. I want to talk to you very briefly about what most of the listeners will probably know you from, and that is Benidorm, one of my favourite TV programmes. Yeah, just finished yeah. just finished a rewatch not long ago, actually. Oh, did you? Great. Um, what was the audition process like for that? Like, I know we've just literally spoke about you not being great in auditions, but you must have been this time because you booked the role. Yes. By that time, I was. I think I was coming into my my own with auditions. Yeah. I'd, I'd started to learn the, the craft of them, you know, because mm. like I'm glad to hear that you, you were saying they do teach it because there is a to- like you can be the best actor in the world. You don't know how to audition. You know what I mean? That that's mm. that's that's gonna you can't you. comprehensively answer a question as well. Yeah. Like, oh, exactly. You're kind loads of-, of actors that I know are like, why should I play this role? Yeah. And I'm like. The only thing that you shouldn't say to that question is because I like the role. Yeah, exactly. Like, or just being like, I like money. I I, want to get paid. Yeah, I'm skin. (laughs) Yeah, please hire me. I need a job. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, the audition process for that was great. You know, like, um, did the first? I did the first one. uh, That was in person. That was just with the casting director, and then did the second one, which was with the director and then the producer and creator, Darren Litton. Mm. And it was, it was great. It was, you know what I mean? Like, I think I'd shit myself if I had to act in front of him, you know? I was so nervous. Like I, I, I honestly, and, and it was funny because, you know, I, I even see, you get in there first, you see, this is the director. You're like, okay, I'm going to, and then you see the director being like, oh, you know, looking to, to Darren, you're like, okay, this guy, this is his show. You know? The director doesn't really matter at this point. It's, not at all. Yeah, yeah. it's his um, game. Do you know what I mean? His game, yeah. And we did that, and so we did. Then that was the second audition. Went away, and like recalls, man, they're a loaded gun because the more you re- you re- do a recall, you go home, and then you're fantasizing. You're you're on that. You know what I mean? I was you're on that jet to fly. Partying with the Benidorm crew. I, I I was like, I've got this. And then we did another recall, mm. um, where I had to do a chemistry read with um, Nathan Bryan, who plays mm. Joey on the show. Yeah, and me and him just hit it off, you know what I mean? Like straight away, mm. um, you know. Um, Do you know, I feel as well though, like there's, it must be so difficult coming in as the already cast character. Yeah. Because you kind of want to be like, I don't want to fuck this up for the person. Yeah. I, I kind of want to have good chemistry, but then I also don't want to be like, like what if they like him more than they like me? And they're like, well, we need to yeah. find a new joy. Uh, yeah oh yeah if, they, if, so, your, if your job's on the line yeah if they're like right we really love julian but yeah like it's just not working with these two yeah so like yeah. he who has had a contract signed is now sacked yeah i mean i think that, that they happened. did want that you know like you know nathan you know he's a real you know difficult guy uh, yeah really hard to I've, be around I've, I've heard nothing but terrible stuff yeah but it did yeah, happen yeah. didn't it like when shameless was first starting out there's yeah. four episodes in an archive somewhere where it's not David Threlfall who's Frank Gallagher. 
Oh, really? And there was I, another actor. Uh huh. I think I've heard of this, yeah. Could you imagine being that actor? Oh, I could. I imagine it all the time. Anytime <laughs> I get a job, I think I'm that actor. <laughs> I'm, I'm about to be sacked. Yeah, I, uh, I, I live with Damocles' sword over my head. Anytime I'm doing a job, I think that's the imposter syndrome, right? And then, and then you've kind of got to outwardly be like, no, nah, I can do this. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the two questions everybody's like, am I going to get fired halfway through or are they just going to edit me out? Yeah, yeah. Are they just going to be like, don't need those scenes? Yeah, he wasn't needed, yeah. It was I mean, like, I had, classic, right? You go to the premiere and you see that you've been cut. It's just like, ah. Oh. Happened to Pete Bennett. So I did another oh, yeah. podcast called Reality TV on Record and he won Big Brother years ago. I remember. He was like, yeah, yeah in, I remember. he was in the Catherine Tate movie uh-huh. and he went to the premiere and she was like, we had to cut you out. Yeah, oh, God. I'd be heartbroken. I'd be like, well, fuck this premiere. I know, I know. It actually happened to me on, I so I did Mission Impossible, I think it was five. And that that happened to me on set. And obviously, you know, I was like meeting Tom Cruise. I was like, this is amazing. And I had this small little role. Wow. And on set, they were just like, okay. And they were like, they just combined all the lines, me and this other girl. And they basically heads or tailed it. And they gave it to the, 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 uh, the woman who was working with. And I was just so gutted. Sexism. Exactly. Yeah, exactly that. Um, and I was just like, obviously gutted, but you know, yeah. it's part of the game, you know, I still got to be there. Um, and again, that's that goes to what you said earlier in the thing, man, you need to be tough. You know, you need to have yeah. those experiences because it's not no, it's not, you know, Daisy chain, a lovely, you know, life. It is, it can be hard at times. Unless you're be- like Johnny, well, not Johnny Depp. That was a bad example. <laughs> it's not Daisy chains for him We're either at the moment. Time, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Um, did you nick anything from the set as a memento? I always, yeah, I steal things all the time. I, do you um, know what? I love that. Yeah, I have to. I, 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 I yeah, I, I, need I to hate it, it when people are like, no, I, I yeah. never took a single thing. And it's like I mean, the Solana sign in the background. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, I didn't so, take you know, anything. You've got to be smart with what you, what you take, right? You, you can't be stealing like the big the big showstoppers, you know? I, I got a couple of those wristbands from Benidorm and I, and yeah. I think one of the character hats. It's just nice to keep a little memento. Yeah. I've got know. something from every role I've ever played. Good. It was like somebody randomly picked up, like I've got a big box of stuff and there's a square inch of fabric yeah. that's red. Yeah. And they're like, what's this? I'm like, that's a piece of my shirt from when I played Macbeth in college. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Yeah. And they were like, because I was like, I wasn't allowed to keep the dagger. <laughs> it would have been the dagger if it wasn't. Well, 100%. Yeah. If it wouldn't have been my lecturer's dagger that yeah. she, like, because she does, like, stage combat stuff, I'd have well stole it. I know. It's too obvious of a steal. That's why I feel like smart with what you steal, you know what I mean? I feel like I've got something in this desk drawer, or there was something the other day that I literally just stole from a play that I was in in May. Not there. It's What play were you in? I was in Vanity Fair by um, oh, yeah. Kate Hamill. Uh-huh. And I was playing, oh, what the fuck's his name? It always happens the worst times. I was in a in a thing and I forgot my character. Like, a, we're going around saying our name, the part we play. And I, and I mm. forgot the character's name that I was supposed to play. And I was like scrambling through the script trying to figure out. I was like, I've auditioned for this part and I'm here yeah. to play. Why can't, I feel like my first, no, my first one was called George. Mm-hmm. So I played George in the first act and then I died. And then I was, it was Lord something because they said, what the fuck? I'm going to have to Google it. I'm really sorry. No, um, right. But to carry on with what I was saying, I stole, I had two big um, bags of coins and because we had a betting scene and I took the majority of the coins. 
Yeah. What is it, Lord? Not Lord of the Rings. No, not Lord of the Rings. No, I wasn't Lord of the Rings. It's the guy that rapes Becky Sharp. I don't know the play too well. The Marquis de Stein, Lord Stein. Uh, it wasn't Lord of the Marquis. No, he was a Lord, but he was also a Marquis. Ah, I see. But that was because I was thinking my first line was as that character was my name. They went Mister, and then I had to go Lord Marquis de Stein. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I stole some coins from that. That was a really irrelevant story. I don't know why. I'm, no, I got that time. Coin thieving. Do you have a favourite behind-the-scenes moment from Benidorm? From behind that we wouldn't know about that that you don't know about. I mean, we had so much fun doing that show. Everyone's so that show was honestly great, and it was great to be a part of. And um, I think it's a fantastic, fantastic show, and what Darren did with it over that whole ten years. Yeah, and they were all really lovely. I mean, me and me and Nathan got up to a lot of um, you know a lot a lot of fun. Like we, you know, it's Benidorm. Mm. We part. Um, yeah, I think of a, of a backstage moment that you don't you don't know. I mean, I was late one day. That was my only ever time. Wow, sack him, sack. So unprofessional. Have you heard this, everyone? So unprofessional. <laughs> even do you know what? I didn't even want to tell you that because I was thinking if I put this on this podcast, some producer listens to it, they're gonna think he's gonna be late. I'll take it out uh, if you want me to. <laughs> no, no, it's 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 fine. I was I was late. I I got I got home after partying. This and apparently. I got home after partying and I looked at my watch and it said, I have to get picked up in 40 minutes. Now I thought wow. one of two things, I can either stay up and just go in. The thing with Benidorm is a lot of the time, say if you're by the pool or you're like in uh, Neptunes, there's days where you'll be in the background, right? So the day isn't too hard for yourself. You just show up, you sit at the table and you, you talk to whoever your mate is, who you probably have become good mates with by that yeah. point. So I was supposed to be in Neptune's in the background. So I, that's why I was out partying. I thought it's fine. 40 minutes until they pick me up. And I think I'll just go for a nap. I could stay up, but I'll just get that 40, 40 winks. I go to sleep and I wake up with a runner inside my flat. He's like, hey, um, Jules. And I kind of like woke up shocked. And I went, oh, hey. And I went, you're in my flat. And he was like, yeah, dude, I'm, I'm in your flat. You, you're about an hour and a half late to set. And I was like, what? And they have a picture of me running out of the thing, trying to brush my teeth to get there on time. <laughs> Thankfully, they hadn't they hadn't noticed that I hadn't been there at that point. Like they were able to get me there without having caused any slow up. But the bad news was that they did want to film a scene. So I'm there with like 40 minutes worth of sleep, a bit hungover, and I had to refilm this scene. And I swear when you watch it in the show, you can cut from the one where I'm really hungover to where I'm really like. <laughs> it's horrible and i did it once the exact i hadn't been out partying i'd been up learning lines because i I was a stress head during uni and it was like i just don't know if i know this scene half an hour more just running it and i woke up one morning and it was like half nine bearing in mind i'm supposed to leave at half seven and i went fuck i I was only half an hour late but realistically it was going to take me another hour to get there so I phoned them and I was like, I'm really sorry. I fell asleep on the train. I'm in Edinburgh. Oh my God. I'm like is- laying in bed, <laughs> like fully like, I'm so sorry. They've just woke me up at Edinburgh. I was on the train and everything. And then what I did after they were like, cool, yeah, just get here. I changed the time on my phone and took a picture of like getting quite closer back to where the uni was. So it looks like I'd got on the train at sure. seven in the morning. Clever, clever, clever. You had your backup. 
never admitted that, but I've got the degree now. So do you know what? They can't take it. Yeah. <laughs> um, a question that I love to ask everybody that comes on the show is, and it's not Benidorm related or anything, what actor would you like if a casting director came and said to you, listen, we're doing a two-hander in London on the West End, who do you want to work with? And you can pick anyone in the world that's alive who you pick in. Wow. Um, well, I mean, at the moment, first kind of names that come to my head, I think like Stephen Graham or Jodie Comer, um, you know, proper actors who... yeah. Those, those two are the first two that come to mind, yeah, because I think, like, watching them both recently on, on TV and then on stage as well. Like, They're just powerhouses. Yeah, and would force your attention. You know, mm. like, working with good actors makes you a better actor. You that, That's, you know... You 100%. Have, you have um, that's why everyone should work with me. That's, that's the, the, the cues outside the door, you know? <laughs> it's um, really yeah. not them at the moment um west, to do a west end play i think yeah I don't, I don't i'd have to carry on my campaign that has now been going on for well over 100 weeks and Catherine tate please do a two-hander uh, with me in the west end or yeah. do you know what just come on the podcast yeah you gotta get her on because <laughs> it's that easy that's like when my mum says to me have you ever thought about doing tv oh yeah i know that one as well oh yeah. like Catherine tate has yeah. maybe had the most emails off of me in the world I've emailed her voice agent in Botswana. Yeah, like I bet you, I bet you'll get her. You'll get her. Oh, I, I don't know. It's just I know she would make me look like a sack of shit on stage, and I'm at peace with it. Do you know what? Oh, you like, every game, you know what I mean? No, I wouldn't. Not compared to her. Like probably be looking at her like, oh my gosh, it's Catherine Tate. Yeah, I'd be like, I grew up watching you. Yeah, and that's why I'd pick her just because I grew up with her. Um, you've had such a successful career already. You've done loads of theatre work. You've done TV. What's been your biggest "what the fuck is going on" moment? Um, I, I think that was last year. I got a I got a part in a show that should be coming out soon in October um, called "The Peripheral," and it's for Amazon. And uh, yeah, it's based on a book uh, by the same name. And that that I know that was my "what the fuck" moment. I auditioned for this part in the thing, and I sent the tape off like you do. And I kind of, when I sent the tape off, I kind of was like, I'm just going to forget about that one because I, I, I remember saying they're going to give that part to a name, that, that, that part will go to a name anyway, you know? So it, you feel like it gels so well with who you are. And that's why, it, you know, when you're auditioning for things that you think this is a stretch and then you yeah. don't hear that, you go, ah, oh, well, fair enough, you know? Two weeks ago, I had to do an audition for a 16 year old. Yeah. <laughs> and oh. I was like, I'm not, it was Knots and Crosses, um, a stage yeah. play. And I was like, first up, I've not had no beard for maybe five years. And I was like, I'm going to have to shave. Get to 16. I was like, I'm definitely like, I'm pushing it without a beard. Yeah. Like, so I shaved and everything. And I was, oh, yeah. I was like, I'm not getting, like, I know I'm not getting this. Yeah. Like, through no fault of my own, I was like, I am not a 16 year old, like, maybe 18. Yeah. At a push, you go, yeah, I'll, I can do that. Yeah. I could p- play a uni student. Not yeah. a GCSE student. I know, I know, I know, I know, man. I, I I used to get put in for loads of things I was too old for, you know. And it's like, but then and then you have that you don't have that attachment to it like you do mm. when it's like that that role you really want. I mean, yeah, yeah. With with this peripheral one, it was funny. I felt that role was so much me, like was so much me. Yeah, that I think almost as a protection thing, I said they're not going to give me that. It's going to go to a name anyway. So I'll just yeah, you're like, like don't don't yeah. build yourself up. Yeah, exactly. And and I did it and left it and forgot about it. 
And the what the fuck moment came like about nearly three and a half weeks later. I was, it was Friday night and I was sitting watching TV and it was like after hours, like eight o'clock in the evening. And I get a call from my agent and he's like, hey, mate, yeah, how are you? Blah, blah. And, I, and I had auditioned for something the day before and I thought, oh, it's maybe it's a recall for that or whatever. And he just turned around and said, so um, I've got good news. Amazon's approved you. And I was like, what, what do you mean? You know, I'd completely forgotten about it. Yeah. I, I, I completely, and I was like, what do you mean they've approved me? And usually what he says, an agent says is like, it's an offer, right? They say it's an offer, you know? And that's when you go, okay, cool. The job's on the table. Because he said, Amazon approved me. I was like, yeah. approved me for what? I didn't ask for their approval, did I? <laughs> yeah. um, and he had to literally explain to me what had happened. He had to tell me, no, that audition you went for, yeah, you know, the past few, the past few weeks, he'd been like going back and forth. And they've been putting us through level and layer and layer of all these people until the point where it was now up to Amazon and those producers to decide, do we want them on the show? And they decided it. And it really was a what the fuck moment. So I, big I, Jeff Bezos was like, yeah. My man. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff the boss. Yeah, baby. <sighs> um, my old boss. <laughs> um, yeah. And that was it. I, I never had a what the fuck moment like as big as that because it was a regular role and it was for mm. a, a thing that I, I was a fan of, you know what I mean? Anyway, th this thing's based on a book. Um, Sci-fi was straight up my street. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, I just couldn't believe it. I actually called my agent after the weekend to be like, so just to be sure before I start spending <laughs> money and living in this dream world where I get to be, you know, an actor on the set, it's an offer. Right. And he was like, yeah, yeah dude. Yeah. I've got the job. <laughs> yeah. Um, we have a, a closing tradition on the podcast. Um, yeah that I, I will again say, because I don't know how many people listen to this on a weekly, I did not steal this from Stephen Bartlett. I thought about doing this and yeah. then started listening to Diary of a CEO and then realized he did the same thing. So I guess great minds just think yeah. alike. So we ask every guest for a question for the next guest. They don't know who they're writing it for. They don't know who they're asking and neither will you. And you won't know who's asking you this question. But the question from the previous guest is, is there a moment that you consider acting training that you would say changed the way you approach acting is there a moment i would consider acting training yeah so like anytime you were training so like basically was there a point at drama school that changed the way you act okay yeah i mean yeah i'll um, say it in the the simple terms yeah thanks anita um, no it's that that is quite a a wordy question one um, was there a point in it? I'm trying to think of now moments where it, ch it changed because it changes all the time. You do a play yeah. and it changes. So I'm trying to think of a really specific moment where something happened where, funny enough, I'm doing, I'm, I'm doing a, I've been doing a Meisner course for the, since April. Last Fucking year. love Meisner. Me too. Me only too. done it for about six hours. Huh? I've only had like six hours worth of classes, but I fucking went there. Is Meisner the repetition one? It is. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking best. love Meisner. Yeah. I had a breakdown in that class. Right. I was yeah. crying and I, everything. I, I done it. Like I'd done the repetition exercise, like either sporadically, but I had no idea yeah. what I were doing. Uh, this uh, teacher, Robin Patterson, I should give her a shout out, the London Meisner company. She offered such a, a her, it's comprehensive from beginning to end. Yeah. Um, moment that changed me in that was, you know, in, in this repetition, you know, people will call on your behavior and say you're doing things. And people would always say to me, you're deflecting, right? And in my head, I'd go home after every week and be like, why are these people saying I'm deflect I'm not deflecting. I'm very, very open. And it just built up and up and up until one moment someone said to me, you know, they pointed out that I was I was sad and 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 it really affected me. And I and I kind of just broke down crying. And I realized I was like, gosh, I had been deflecting. 
I had been deflecting away. The things that people were saying about my behavior, I had been deflecting away because I didn't want to look at it. I didn't want to have an honest, truthful look at myself. Yeah. And that changed the way I looked at acting because I realized like it's so much about your exploration of yourself as it is about the exploration of these other characters and things like this. You know, you yeah. really understand your, your yourself. Um, and you, you will trick yourself. We will literally... Oh fool ourselves into thinking i don't care about that that's not something that bothers me when it deeply does you know what I mean? yeah 100 percent. people calling me a cunt outside of showcase <laughs> <laughs> no I, that one. no the the whole meisner thing for me was i i because i've always been one of them actors that's like kind of like i don't act i just do do you know what i mean yeah. like there's i don't go and sit backstage and i'm like right we're gonna use this technique we're gonna use a all of the techniques have escaped my head. I'm really sorry to all of my lecturers. Like, what's the the destination exercise about Uta Hagen? I don't go backstage and be like, right, let's get into character. Mom yeah. was just like, this is what I'm doing. And with the repetition thing, I went home that night and cried and went, I'm a real actor. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. I was like, I know what I'm doing. I still no fucking clue what I'm doing. And I don't <laughs> think anybody does. Like, genuinely, I, I don't think any actor knows what the fuck they're doing. And maybe apart from like the greats. Yeah, there's there's moments, right? Like you have moments where you you go, oh yes, I get this, I get this. And then hopefully you do have another stumbling block. There's always room to improve. There's yeah. always, you can always grow. But anyway, I will let you get back to normal life. Thank you so much no, for, no worries. for coming you. on. Yeah, cheers. Thanks, Ingram. Good luck with everything Thank you well. so much. And yeah. safe flight home and everything. Yeah. And nice. what... Yes, thank you so much. What I always say to everyone is if you ever find yourself in Glasgow, first round's on me. But because yeah. you work and actually have a wage, the rest of the rounds are on you. For you, yeah. <laughs> All right, I'll, 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 I might hit you up on that. Glasgow, I've never been. I've got a friend there. Actually. Best city in Scotland. It's the yeah, superior she, city. Yeah, she loves it. She says best city in the frigging world. Um, Fuck Edinburgh. Like, Edinburgh's a fucking shithole. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I will let you go. Thank you so much. Have a good night. Yeah, bye. you do. Bye, bye. And there we have it, another episode of Drama School Dropout, episode 104 completed. Thank you so much to Julian for coming on the podcast, and make sure to follow us both on social media, which you'll find down in the show notes below. And if you're feeling extra generous, please leave a rating and a review on the podcast. It helps us out so much you don't even know. If you have a story for Stage Right or Stage Right, please click the link to the Google form in the show notes below and submit your story. And remember that you can now become an official Drama School Dropout by signing up to our Patreon using the link in the show notes. I'll be back again next week with a brand spanking new episode. You know the drill, every Tuesday, 6am. Have a great week, stay safe, I love ya. Drama school dropout No graduation day for you Drama school dropout Fucked your whole course, now try something new Drama school dropout